You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen and you're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast, a podcast where we talk about all the things surrounding your knee, pain, symptoms, treatments, as well as other things surrounding your health, such as healthy living and healthy eating. So in today's episode, I want to talk to you about knee swelling. So patients frequently come into the office with a complaint of swelling and there's really a a variation in a person complaining of swelling or a actual swollen knee. I mean, the easiest swollen knee is the the knee that is you know three times the size, and you stick a needle in it and draw off two huge syringes full of fluid. Um, but there's a lot of patients that will have a complaint of swelling, or even the appearance of swelling, and the knee itself isn't actually full of fluid. So when we talk about swelling. Let's start with just the arthritic knee. So it's common that if people have arthritis, they may occasionally get accumulations of fluid. And if the accumulation of fluid is small, it's usually not symptomatic, meaning it's not painful, it doesn't really hinder them. But as that fluid gets larger inside the knee, it may make it difficult to straighten the knee, it may make it difficult to bend the knee. Occasionally the fluid will be in the front and you'll see a big bulge above your kneecap or on the sides, and occasionally that bulge will go out the back in what's called a popliteal cyst or Baker cyst, but this is all swelling of the knee and most commonly due to arthritis. Now there's other causes that will cause swelling such as fractures, ligament tears, and other injuries, um, but we're here for the sake of discussion talk mainly about the arthritic knee. So when you have a little bit of swelling and you notice it because you did a lot today and you go to bed and wake up tomorrow and it's gone, that's pretty manageable. But when you do have swelling where the knee is quite large, tense, painful, it's limiting your range of motion, there's a few simple things that you can do to treat this at home. So obviously anytime that you have swelling, foot, ankle, knee, hand, elbow, you can elevate that part of your body. And by elevating that portion of your body, it may help some of that fluid drain. The other thing which is really, really helpful is using ice. So if there's inflammation and if there's pain, especially if there's engorged blood vessels and it's bleeding, by using ice, you may decrease some of the pain and symptoms as well as decreasing some of the swelling. But one of the most effective ways to decrease swelling when it occurs is using some type of compressive wrap. So you can use an ACE wrap. If you have thigh-high compression stockings, you can wear those. If you have an over-the-counter neoprene knee sleeve, you can wear those. So any type of compressive device along with ice and and elevation will help a lot. Now, if there's not a reason for you to avoid the use of anti-inflammatories, anti-inflammatories can be very helpful. These are medicines like ibuprofen and naproxen. You may have a prescription from your doctor and you can use that as well. Um, Just be aware that some of these medicines do have side effects. You want to make sure that they're safe for you to take. But these are all simple home remedies that if you wake up one day or do some activity today and have symptoms, you want to treat these. And you know, a few episodes of ice per day is good. If you have significant swelling, you may need a few days of taking the anti-inflammatory And if you do have swelling, I recommend to all of my patients that they really try to use the ACE wrap or use the knee brace 
on a very regular basis. Wake up, take your shower, put the brace on, put the wrap on, try to wear it throughout the day, take it off before you go to bed. And you may need to do this a number of days in a row because what can happen is that the tissue around your knee, what's called the lining of your knee or the synovium, it's the reason why athletes get water on the knee. There's basically a bag that surrounds all of our joints in our body, even the small joints in your fingers and your toes. And inside that bag is the normal fluid that lubricates the joint. But what happens is when you start to swell, that tissue then can start to stretch. So imagine one of those uh, balloons that the clowns use to make animals. And if you've ever tried to blow one of those up, they're extremely hard and difficult. But if you stretch it and move it around and even maybe blow it up once or twice, that tissue or that that, uh, material stretches. And now it's a lot easier the next time that you blow it up to blow up that balloon. Well, the same thing happens with the knee. So even if it's not painful and it's swollen today, it's stretched. And then you go to bed and it shrinks a little bit. The fluid goes down. You wake up tomorrow. It doesn't look too bad. So you don't do anything and you do your activities. And now it goes back to where it was yesterday and stretches a little bit more. So each successive day, this tissue keeps stretching and stretching and stretching and stretching. And then all of a sudden, you got a huge knee and this huge amount of fluid inside your knee because all of this elastic tissue is stretched out. So that's why it's really important that if you start to develop significant swelling, that you really want to wear that wrap or that brace to compress it for a number of days and sometimes for a number of weeks to minimize the swelling, get rid of the excess fluid, and then hopefully allow that lining of your knee, the synovium, to kind of shrink back down to its normal position. So now the next time you do some activity, it doesn't swell. Now, there's another kind of swelling where people will come in and say, my knee's swollen but it's not really swollen. It looks swollen. And this is very common after major surgeries of the knee, such as knee replacement. Um, But also you can see it in people that do have chronic arthritis. So again, when we talk about that lining of the knee, what's called the synovium, then typically that lining is super thin. It's like a rain jacket. It's a very, very thin membrane. And you would look at your knee and you can see sort of the outline of your kneecap and you can see sort of some contours and some bumps and you see the shape of what you're used to seeing in a normal knee. But now if you have this chronic inflammation and you have arthritis and then you have maybe surgery and you have some scar tissue, now that lining, that synovium, which was typically very thin, is like a big goose-filled down winter jacket. So that lining is thicker. And what happens is it starts to fill out the knee and it gives this round appearance to the knee. So when people look at it, the knee looks rounder than what they're used to. So it looks swollen, but there's not actually any fluid inside of it. So when you look at that type of knee, just understand that there's no excess fluid, that this is either part of the disease, part of your arthritis, or it's secondary to the surgery. And it's not necessarily fixable or correctable. So I always explain to my patients, you know, we talk about risks and complications of surgery after knee replacement. I always talk to them about normal expectations. And one of those normal expectations is your knee is going to look round. Usually you're going to lose the normal contours of your kneecap just due to some scar tissue and thickening of that lining called the synovium. Now, the other two things that I want to talk about, you know, one is the active swelling, but it's actually not fluid per se, which is inflammatory. It's usually when we drain it, it's it's clear yellow or sort of a tan or lemonade color, but it's blood. And this can happen in two common scenarios. So there are some people that have certain diseases like hemophilia where they're more prone to bleeding and they can have 
reoccurrences of bleeding into joints. It can be extremely painful. And that repetition of bleeding into the knee joint can actually do a lot of destruction to the cartilage and lead to arthritis. But we also see blood more commonly in the knee joint in people on blood thinners. So if you're on any of the blood thinners, this would be Coumadin, Eliquis, Xarelto, Plavix, Pradaxa, you know, there's a whole laundry list of those medicines, sometimes in certain people, even just on aspirin. But when you're on a blood thinner, sometimes people have a traumatic injury, fall, turn, twist, or sometimes they just don't remember doing anything. They just all of a sudden have this extremely painful swollen knee. And with blood, we see these knees that are extremely painful. They look red. Sometimes they mimic an infection. And if you have, say, Coumadin as your drug and you check a lab test, occasionally that that INR level for people that are on Coumadin, they know what that level is. It's a blood test to look at how thin their blood is. Sometimes that's three, four, five times normal. A lot of the newer medicines don't require those lab tests and there's no specific thing that they have to watch for as far as what they eat. But even so, your blood can still get thin and then all of a sudden you have blood in your knee joint. So typically, if it's painful, swollen, red, we're going to stick a needle in it and aspirate it to make sure that they don't have an infection. But lo and behold, it's very frank red blood. And you can say, oh, you bled into your knee joint. So taking the blood out commonly gets rid of a majority of the pain. But then you also have to also look and see, well, why did I bleed? Am I on too high of a dose? Does it have to be adjusted? And then the same other treatments go into play aside from the anti-inflammatories. Obviously, you're not going to add another medicine that's going to cause more bleeding. But in these cases, you can add ice and you can add compression, and you can add elevation. Um, Now, the other and the last kind of discussion I want to have about knee swelling comes down to the people that have surgery, specifically knee replacement. So again, it is common after knee replacement surgery, even months and years down the road, for the knee to look round. It will look what people will call swollen, but it's not truly fluid. Um, You can have swelling years after the knee replacement was put in, due to bleeding if you're on a blood thinner, or some increased swelling due to an injury, you can still injure your knee even if it's replaced. But very commonly, after knee replacement surgery, there will be bleeding inside the knee joint. That is a normal post-operative sort of course, um, and that blood will get reabsorbed. So it's really important, though, in the beginning when the knee actually is swollen, that you want to ice it and elevate it and compress it. And by compressing that joint, you're allowing that body to kind of break up some of that fluid. And that fluid sometimes, if it's bloody, can start to make the knee stiff, which is why you may notice that when you first get moving in the morning, it's achy, sore, stiff. But once you loosen it up, that blood starts to kind of move around. And then all of a sudden, you can move the knee more freely, the pain is less, and then your body has a better chance of breaking it down. So one of the neat little tricks there is that you can use actually a warm compress or a heating pad first thing in the morning, which sort of loosens up the knee. So if you've had some bleeding in your knee, that heat starts to help kind of liquefy that blood. It's almost like taking pudding and putting it on the stove. It goes from this congealed state at room temperature in the refrigerator to this liquidy state with heat. So by putting a heating pad on, you can kind of loosen it up a little bit, and then you can move the knee better, and your body will reabsorb it. I do not recommend to people to do that very early on when the incision is fresh and healing, but it's a little trick that we can use later down the road if they suffer from tightness, swelling, and blood in the knee once the scar is mature. Um, But it's something that you just have to watch out for. So with any knee, if you get the appearance of swelling and it's not actually fluid, 
that may be due to arthritis or it may be due to thickening of the tissue, what's called the synovium, due to surgery and thickening from scar tissue. But if you have swelling, whether or not it's from a traumatic injury or whether or not it's from a blood thinner or whether or not it's after surgery or from arthritis, just know that if there's not any other specific treatment that was rendered to you by your doctor, the simple remedies that you can use, elevation, compression, ice, and if okay, you can use an anti-inflammatory in certain patients and in certain instances. So I hope that sort of cleared up any questions that you may have about the knee itself being swollen and things to look for, things to watch out for, causes that may cause the swelling and things that you can do to treat the swelling if you're dealing with this at home. Um, Thanks for listening. If you have someone that you think would benefit from this information, please share this podcast with them. And until next time, I'm Adam Rosen. You've been listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. And until next time, stay safe.